الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ربنا وبعث فيهم رسولا منهم يتلو عليهم اياتك ويعلمهم الكتاب والحكمه ويزكيهم انك انت العزيز الحكيم صدق الله العظيم موت استكد علماء البلاد البرد ابراهيم عليه الصلاه والسلام was khalilullah he was the friend of allah تبارك وتعالى and ibrahim alayhi salam how he got this title also khalil of allah tabarak wa taala that ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam had great love for allah so when he got this title khalilullah malaika objected they said how can you give a title khalilullah the friend of allah taala to ibrahim alayhi salam so allah taala said you want you want to test ibrahim alayhi salam go and test ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam so one angel came down when the angel came down while it was coming down the angel was coming down the angel said allah ibrahim alayhi salam went into a trance so much of love of allah taala he had So Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam asked him he said one more time just take the name of Allah tabarak wa taala so the angel said you have to pay you pay a price and I'll take the name of Allah so he was in the jungles and he was taking care of his goat so he said that 50% of my goat what a price he paid 50% of my goat I'm prepared to give it to you so he gave him 50% of the goat so he took the name of Allah second time when he took the name of Allah again he enjoyed it so much he said one more time so he told Ibrahim alayhi salam pay you have to pay another price So he said the other 50% you take that also. So all his goats were gone. Now he enjoyed it so much that the second time also he said that one more time take the name of Allah. So he said now what you going to pay us? He said you need a slave also. I'll become your slave. So that's when the angel said I'm an angel. I just came down to test you. And here is this luck of this title of Khalilullah. You deserve this title of Khalilullah. So this is how Ibrahim alayhi salam got this title Khalilullah that is a friend of Allah. Today in the name of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam the Abrahamic accord so much of wrong is taking place in the world today in the name of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam the Jews are uniting with the Christians the Christians are uniting with the Muslim all are united on one platform and the Muslims are today going into the churches the Muslims are today going into the synagogues and today we are all worshiping we making so to say ibadat together whereas Quran made it so clear ma kana Ibrahim yahudiya Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam was not a Jew wala nasraniya ibrahim alayhi salam was not even a christian walakin kana halifan muslima he was a muslim that turned away from all deen all deens of falsehood adyan e batila all deens of falsehood ibrahim alayhi salam turned away from huh? to what deen to the deen of truth halifan muslima this was ibrahim alayhi salam wama kana min al mushrikeen he was not from among the polytheists also but in the name of ibrahim alayhi salam so much of wrong when the kuffar of makkah they came to nabi alayhi salatu wasalam they said let's come to a compromise on the methods of deen what is the compromise the compromise they came with they said that for one year we will make ibadat of your allah and for one year you worship our idols 
and then the next year you go back to your Allah, we'll continue with our idols. Allah reveals Surah of the Quran Sharif. That say, O Kafirun, La Abudu Maka Abudun. Ya Allah tell us talks about current situation. That currently I will not worship what you worship. And you don't worship what I worship currently. As far as the future is concerned, in the future I will not worship what you worship and you will not worship what I worship. You got your way of life, you got your deen, you got your deen. And and for me is my deen. I will continue on my deen. Allah Ta'ala says that whoever chooses a deen other than Islam, it will never be accepted from them. In Allah Islam. The way of life that is acceptable by Allah that is the deen of Islam. Ibrahim Islam, it is mentioned in the kitab that Ibrahim Islam was a very, very hospitable person. He wouldn't just sit down and eat on the dasterkhan, but he would go out and he would look for a guest. When he would find a guest, then he would put him on the dasterkhan and then Ibrahim Islam would eat with him on the dasterkhan. On one occasion, there was no guest. So Ibrahim Islam went around looking for a guest. He found one guest. He didn't know who the person was. <clears throat> Perhaps I think he was a fire worshipper. So Ibrahim Islam brought him and came. He told him, sit down, eat with me. So when he sat down to eat, Ibrahim Islam said, read Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. That person, he said that, no, who is Allah? I don't know who is Allah. I'm not going to read Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Ibrahim Islam said, you don't want to take the name of Allah. Allah is giving us the food. Ibrahim Islam folded the dust of He said, you don't want to take the name of Allah, go. So this person got up and he walked away. When he walked away, Allah Ta'ala sent Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam. Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam came down and Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam tells Ibrahim alayhi salam that Allah Ta'ala sends a message to you. So many years this man lived upon Kufr. But in spite of his kufr, Allah fed him every day, Allah ta'ala feeds him. And up to this point, Allah is feeding him. One day, he didn't take the name of Allah, you folded the dust khan. Ibrahim al-Islam ran and he looked for this person. He found him, he brought him back. And this person said that, why? I'll never come back to your house. Explain to me why you came back to fetch me. So he said, this is what happened. Allah ta'ala sent Jibreel al-Islam. He said, when Allah is so kareem, Allah is so kind. For that Allah, I will now bring iman. And then he came and ate with Ibrahim al-Islam. So Ibrahim al-Islam couldn't tolerate that a person eats food without the name of Allah. But today in the name of Ibrahim al-Islam, one person sent a message last night. He said in Argentina, one of our South African ulama, his son, he is sitting in the church and he is making dua in the church. In the United Kingdom, we all know what is happening in the United Kingdom. South African ulama, they are there under the Abrahamic accord. They are, they are making dua and they are giving their prayers or whatever they must be doing over there. But this got absolutely nothing to do with our deen whatsoever. Allah Ta'ala made it very clear that Ibrahim al-Islam is a true Muslim. And Ibrahim al-Islam got nothing to do with the Jews, with the Christians, with the polytheists, etc. Ibrahim al-Islam was that Nabi of Allah wa Ta'ala. This is not our subject matter. But Ibrahim al-Islam was that Nabi of Allah wa Ta'ala. That even the du'as of Ibrahim al-Islam, Allah recorded in the Quran. That generally other Anbiya al-Islam, they dawah except Allah is mentioned. But the du'as of Ibrahim al-Islam was so great, Allah mentioned them in the Quran. In Surah Ibrahim, Allah Ta'ala says, Ibrahim al-Islam made du'a for Makkah. وَإِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ رَبِّتْ أَلْحَادَ الْبَلَدَ عَامِنَا Allah made the sound a place of safety. From then, Makkah Sharif became a place of safety. No killing, no hunting, nothing in Makkah al-Mukarramah. وَجْنُبْنِي وَبَنِيَّ أَنْ نَعْبُدَ الْأَسْنَامِ Allah save me, save my children from worshipping idols. This dua of Ibrahim al-Islam is recorded in the Quran. When he left his wife and his child in the barren lands of Makkah, he made dua at that time, فَجْعَلْ أَسْئِلَةً مِّنَ النَّاسِ تَهْوِي إِلَيْهِ 
Let the hearts of the people incline towards him, Allah. I'm leaving them in the barren lands of Makkah. That dua of Ibrahim alayhi Allah accepted that today millions are going to Makkah Sharif. Ibrahim alayhi made dua to Allah. He was a Nabi of Allah, Khalilullah. But he's worried about his namaz. He's worried about his children's namaz. Rabbi j'alni muqeem as-salah. Allah make me one that establishes salah. Wa min dhurriyati and my children also. Today our children, we can't even tell them, go to the masjid and go and perform salah. Ibrahim alayhi is making dua. Do we ever lift up our hands if the child is not going for namaz? That <coughs> oh Allah, my child is not performing salah. My family is not performing salah. Allah, you give them hidayah. We don't have the courage, but are we picking up our hands in dua? Ibrahim al-Islam made this dua. Rabbi j'alni muqeem as-salatu wa min dhurriyati. Make me one that establishes salah and my children also. Rabbana wa taqabbal dua. And then he made dua to Allah. Allah accept the duas that we make Allah. Then he didn't forget his parents also. Rabbana firli wali walidayya. Allah forgive me also. Forgive my parents also. Walil mu'minina yawma yaqumul hisab. And all the mu'mineen on the day of Qiyamah, Allah, you forgive all of them. So these are great, great du'as of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. Ibrahim alayhi salam was khalilullah. But Ibrahim alayhi salam made du'a, وَلَا تُخْزِنِي يَوْمَ يُبْعَثُونَ He was concerned, what is going to happen to me on the day of Qiyamah? Wallah, don't humiliate me and don't disgrace me on the day of Qiyamah. That will be such a day, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُ وَلَا بَنُونَ When the wealth of a person, the children of a person will be of no benefit to a person whatsoever. Today a person has got wealth. He says that if I got a problem, <coughs> In my country, in South Africa, if there's looting, there's riot, no problem. I got investments in this country. I got investments in that country. Oh, my children are in this country. My children are in that country. So he depends on his wealth. He depends on his children. I'll move to that country. Allah Ta'ala says, on the day of Qiyamah, your wealth and your children won't benefit you. What will benefit a person? إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَ اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ That person that comes with a sound heart, his heart is clear, it is clean, spiritually it is perfect. That person, he'll have safety on the day of Qiyamah. <clears throat> so these du'as of Ibrahim al-Islam are mentioned in the Quran. One du'a of Ibrahim al-Islam, very briefly want to discuss today, is the du'a of Ibrahim al-Islam, where he made du'a for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa And what du'a did Ibrahim al-Islam make? رَبَّنَا وَبْعَثْ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا Wallah send in them, in their descendants, send a Rasul. That is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. رَبَّنَا وَبْعَثْ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِنْهُمْ يَتْلُوْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِكَ what will be the job of this Rasul of Allah, this Nabi of Allah, that he will recite upon them the verses of Quran Sharif. This is referring to the Makkah. That Nabi Alaihi job was to recite Quran Sharif, teach Quran Sharif to the people. And this job, Alhamdulillah, it is done in the Maktab. The Maktab, it is so important, it is so important. This is the basis and this is the foundation of our deen. If there's no Maktab system, there's no Hifz class also, no child will become Hafiz of Quran because he doesn't know how to read Quran. If you got no Maktab system, then you won't get ulama also that are produced. Why there is no Maktab system? We are so fortunate that in our country, Allah has really blessed our country. Allah Ta'ala has given us such a perfect maktab system. Two weeks ago, I was on a, or three weeks ago, I was on a flight. So when I was in Durban, when I was boarding the flight, there was one Arab person that was standing here. I didn't know he was an Arab. He looked a little bit like a Pakistani person. Big beard, mashallah, dressed according to Sunnah. So he came to me, and when he saw me coming, and he greeted me. So he said, where are you going? So I told him, I'm going to a certain place. So he said, don't worry, I'm also going to, to a place close by. Tell your family or whoever is picking you up, not to pick you up at the airport in Johannesburg, I will take you there. So I said, no problem. I phoned him. I said, I'll go, I got a lift. I'll go with this person. So he said, when he's sitting in the car, now he's explaining to me. He says, I'm from Makkah to Mukarramah. 
Can you believe Makkah Sharif? They don't have a maktab system like we have in this country. He says, I'm in Makkah Sharif. And in Makkah Sharif, I saw a dream. Two or three times I saw a dream. And he says, in that dream, I was directed to Darulum Zakaria. I moved from Makkah Sharif and I came here to South Africa. I put my children here in Darulum Zakaria and my children are studying in Darulum Zakaria. So how Allah wa ta'ala has blessed our country? How many Arabs in Azadwal? There's one person from Medina Sharif. He moved from Medina Sharif. He left the neighborhood of Nabi alayhi salam just for the education of his children and he has come to South Africa. Hazrat Muhammad Abdul Hamid Sahib, Damad Barakatum, many years ago when he just qualified and came back from India, he was a lecturer at Rand Afrikaans University. At that time, Molana was lecturing there. And many times he said, he said, I openly make Toba that I went to university. And I openly make Toba that I will never make this mistake again. I made the biggest mistake that I went to university and I lectured in university. But he explained that once he was in university, there was a professor there. If I recall correctly, his name was Professor Nodiyat. So Professor Nodiyat, he told us, Mawlana he said, do you know why you Muslims are so established in this country? And why Islam has remained in the country? The Kafir is saying, he said, it is because of the maktab system in this country. If you didn't have the maktab system in the country, the madrasa where the little children are learning, he said that you would have been a very wealthy community. You would have been a very affluent community. But you wouldn't have been a Muslim community. And in many parts of the world, we see where there is no maktab system. The children don't even know the basic dua. The children don't even know the kalima. On one occasion, he met Sheikh Awama, Damud Barakatum, who is a great Sheikh al-Hadith that's in Turkey, great Sheikh of Hadith. He's in Turkey. So he met Sheikh Awama. So Sheikh Awama, he told Muhammad al-Amid he said that really in South Africa, the ulama of South Africa has done, have done a fantastic work in South Africa. Look at your masjid, look at your madrasa, your makatib, look at your darul ulum. So Morana, he thought for a little while, and then what did he tell him? He said, no, no, it wasn't the ulama initially. He said, it is actually our forefathers that came from India who were the businessmen. They came to work on the plantation. But wherever our forefathers went, two things they did. The first thing they did, they built a masjid. And next to the masjid, they put up the maktab. And then they brought whichever alim they could bring from India, they brought him to South Africa. That now teach our children. They are the ones that established the maktab system in South Africa. And with what dedication our ulama served. Once Moana mentioned that when he was well, initially when he was in Germiston and he was teaching in Germiston, so one day he had a flu. He wasn't feeling too well. So when he wasn't feeling too well, he didn't go to the maktab, he took a rest that day. So he just started, I think it was Hafiz Salinu Sahib Rahmatullahi. He came, he said, Moana, what's wrong today? You didn't come to maktab. He's the Ustad and he asked him why he didn't come to maktab. So he said, I wasn't feeling too well, I had a flu. He said, these small flus that you have, these things you mustn't worry about. This deen, you have to make qurbani for this deen. Yes, if it's a serious matter, that is different altogether. But these small matters you must overlook and you must come to the maktab and teach the children. So important is the maktab system. Hafiz Abdul Rahman, Yasab. <coughs> Hafiz Abdul Rahman, Yasab, who is in Mias Farm, who was in Mias Farm and had the most amount of kuffars in this country. They were all made by Hafiz Abdul Rahman, Yasab. And how he had served the deen of Allah. It is mentioned, Hafiz Abdul Rahman Sahib said, he said that if Allah Ta'ala gives me a choice, that, oh Hafiz Sahib, what do you want in the qabr? If a person, he makes tilawat in dunya, as long as you make tilawat, you're going to get reward. You teach someone Quran Sharif, one sunnah of Quran Sharif, you will get reward in dunya. But the moment you go into the qabr, there's no reward. If a person wants to read Quran and Allah allows him, he can read for enjoyment. But reward you won't get in the cupboard. Somebody wants to read namaz in the cupboard. If Allah wants, Allah can allow you, give you the opportunity to read namaz. But there's no sawab for that namaz. Sawab you only get in dunya. Once the world comes to an end, the sawab ends now. So Abdul Rahman, Rahmatullahi, what he said, if Allah gives me the opportunity, I want to teach his class in the cupboard also. 
so much of love he had for Quran Sharif and how he dedicated his life. It is mentioned when he used to come out of the madrasa and now he's going, he's walking to his home, which was very, very close by. So from the madrasa to the home, he used to have one boy waiting outside. And that child would reach Wafiz Abdul Rahman till he reaches his home. And then in the afternoon, he'll take his rest and now he's coming back from the maktab, from his home to the maktab. So one boy would wait by his house. So when he comes out, that boy will start reading till he comes here to the maktab. So even that time is not wasted, that is how he dedicated his life. In the end of his life, when he couldn't go any further, he couldn't come anymore to the maktab. In his bedroom, he brought the, his children into his bedroom. And in his bedroom, he taught Quran Sharif to them. They gave their life for the maktab system. They gave their life to teach Quran Sharif. That is why the results you see today. And the Miyaz, Allah reward the Miyaz. They have done such great work and even up to today. In Maputo, in neighboring countries. And they are so wealthy people. That entire waterfall city, Mall of Africa, all that belongs to them, Allah bless them in dunya also. But in spite of that, doesn't come in their way at all. They, they, they take their families and they go to Maputo. So they go to Malawi. They go to uh, Tanzania, all these neighboring countries. And they go up to the point in Maputo where the 4x4 can go. When the 4 by 4 can't go any further, they stop over there. Then they carry the Qur'an Sharif and they go into the jungle and they distribute Qur'an Sharif to the people. It is mentioned the amount of people that come to receive Qur'an Sharif from them. There was, there was a time where the poor people came for Qur'an Sharif and the Qur'an Sharif were finished. They said, finished, whatever we brought for distribution, we have distributed. What did they say? They say that you got no Qur'an Sharif, but your hands touched the Qur'an Sharif. Let us touch your hands. Because these hands also are Mubarak, these are the hands that touch Qur'an Sharif. In one country, extremely hot, extremely hot. And at night, when it's extremely hot, they burn a fire, huge fire. So people went to see, where is this fire here in the jungle? And on an extremely hot night, when they went there, children are learning Qur'an Sharif. They lit the fire because there was no light. So to get light from the, uh, they got light from the fire and they're sitting around the fire in the heat and they're learning Qur'an Sharif. So throughout the world, wherever the maktab system is, you'll find there's a lot of success. When initially in Tanzania, they didn't have kitab, they didn't have the maktab system. It is mentioned the miyaz, Allah reward them, Allah reward them abundantly. Two containers of kitab, free of charge, from their side, never took a cent from them. They sent these two containers of kitab all the way to Tanzania, translated in their local language. And they gave them, and the Quran Sharif that we use today, Waterfall Institute, who is it done by? The entire project was done by them. Allah reward them, millions and billions of people are reading from the very same Quran Sharif. It is mentioned, Mawlana Muhammad Talha Sahib, approximately 20 years ago in Muharram, fought. 1424, this is 1444, 1424, exactly 20 years ago, Muhammad in Medina Sharif, it is mentioned from there he wrote to the various ulama and he said, please listen to me in your town, wherever you are, establish this maktab system. And then he wrote, he said that I, the, the news has reached me that in many, many missionary schools, what are the kuffar doing to our children? They call the little child and they tell the child, now close your eyes and the child will close his eyes. When the child closes his eyes, they tell the child, now you make dua to Allah Ta'ala to give you chocolates, to give you chirps, to give you whatever, sweets, all this, make dua to Allah Ta'ala. So the child will close his eyes and he make dua. Now there's nothing coming, the child opens his eyes. They say, well, is there anything here? Child says, no, there's nothing there. So they say, right, close your eyes again. So the child will close his eyes again. Then he say, now make dua to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We can't make dua to Nabi Alayhi Salatu Wasallam. We ask through the medium of Nabi Alayhi Salatu But they say, make dua to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And ask the Rasulullah to give you all this. The child closes his eyes, he makes dua, there is nothing. After that, they tell the child, now uh, see, there's nothing. Close your eyes and now make dua to Jesus Christ. And ask Jesus Christ to give you chocolate chips, give you all these things. 
So the child closes the eyes. When he closes the eyes, just by the press of a button from the roof, everything falls. Today, that by the press of the button, the umbrella is open in Medina Munawwara. By the press of the button, the roof of Masjid al-Nabawi opens. By the press of a button, they have everything organized in such a way that everything falls. When the child opens his eyes, he finds everything there. What happens to the aqidah of the child? What happens to the belief of the child? The belief of the child is corrupted for life. Some years ago in Malawi, a good Muslim family, when the child sits down to eat, he closes his eyes. The parents ask them, what are you doing? Why are you closing your eyes every time when you sit down to eat? So he says, I'm thanking Jesus Christ that he gave us food. The aqidah, the belief of a child is corrupted. And for the rest of his life, he has this belief that Jesus Christ, Isa al-Islam, is giving him food. He has lost his iman. So what are they doing to the children in the school? So therefore, Mullah Talha Sahib wrote. And then he wrote, Mullah Talha Sahib, second thing he wrote, he said that I know that finance might be a problem for you. So he said that what I want you to do, that all the homes in the locality, give them a little tin. And tell them whatever coins they have, whether in our terms it's a 50 cent, or whether it's a one rand, whatever, put it into the sin. And he says that at the end of one, two months, when one, two months are over, go to those homes and pick up those tins. And whatever you have, use that for the functioning of the maktab. But don't close the maktab, open more maktab, and run much more, more maktab than what you currently have. And the third thing Mawlana said, he said that the maktab that you have, keep it very, very close to the homes in your locality. That today parents will spend thousands of rand to send their children to school. And they will travel the distance, even if it means traveling 5 kilometers, 10 kilometers, but we will get our child to school. And the maktab, if it's not near our house, then we're not even worried about the maktab. So he said the maktab must be close to your home. I will just terminate on this. Let us understand this point very, very carefully. And it is very, very important. That what is secularism? Secularism is everything besides Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is totally taken out of the equation. That is what schools are about, secularism, secular education. What the universities are about, secular education. Secularism is everything but Allah Tabaraka. Take Allah Ta'ala out of the equation. And up to about two, three hundred years ago, right up to the time of Julius Caesar. <coughs> Right up to the time of Julius Caesar, the Islamic education and the worldly education was imparted from the Masadid and from the churches. But came the time of Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar made a big difference. He said, no, Islamic education, religious education is different and secular education is different. So he made a difference. So now for, for secular education, you have to go to the school. And for Islamic education, you must go to the church or you must go to the madrasa. But now when they made this difference, now they ended up with a dilemma. And what is the dilemma that they have? Then who created insan? How did the world come into existence? So they did not know how to answer this. So now they have to now come up with certain theories. What theory they came up with? Darwin's theory of evolution. Because they can't say Allah Ta'ala is nowhere in the equation. Allah didn't create us. So how we were born? Insan, we were born from monkeys. And today how many people believe of Darwin's theory of evolution? We're born from monkeys. A person that holds that belief is kufr. He lost his iman immediately. How did the world come into existence then? They can't say anymore Allah Ta'ala created the world. So now they believe in the Big Bang theory. That there was a Big Bang and the world came into existence. I'm asking if you have to take this glass, small glass like this, and if there was signs here, if I drop this glass, would this glass get made or it will break? It will shatter into pieces. Here there's a Big Bang. And they are saying that the whole world came, the heavens came, the earth came, the oceans came, the rivers came, everything came. 
so really so foolish that you because they took Allah Ta'ala out of the equation. Today, if you get onto an aeroplane and you fly with an aeroplane, do they ever take the name of Allah Ta'ala? Never, never do they take the name of Allah. Why? Secularism means that we are flying the aeroplane. Allah got nothing, na'udhu billah. Allah got nothing to do with this aeroplane. With the exception of certain airlines, Saudi airlines, maybe they just play the recording. Maybe Emirates is playing the recording. I don't even think Qatar plays the recording. But few airlines, they just play the recording. In Turkey, they built a dam. After building the dam in Turkey, then the mayor stood up. And he was on the verge of saying, he said, by the fuzzle. He didn't reach Allah, by the fuzzle of Allah. He reached the word by the grace, by the fuzzle. Before he reached Allah, they stopped him. They said, you dismiss from your position. You cannot be the mayor. So he apologized. He said, I'm sorry that I took the name of Allah. He said, you're not interested. You're interested. You are now fired. You dismiss from your position. Why? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mustn't exist. The name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mustn't take place. That is what secularism is all about. Today, the alphabet, the LGBTQ. What is LGBTQ all about? LGBTQ is, they want insan to understand this, that you're a human being. This body doesn't belong to Allah. What we say, the body belongs to Allah. That is why I transplant, cornea transplant, we say it's not permissible. Heart transplant, we say it's not permissible. Kidney transplant, we say it's not permissible. Why? The body doesn't belong to you. This is amanat. Allah loaned it to you, it must go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What the West is saying today, this body belongs to you, doesn't belong to Allah. Allah cannot dictate how you must use this body. If you want to get married to a female, you are free, you can get married to a female. If you want to marry a male, then you can marry a male, because the body belongs to you. So see what's the objective of secularism. Secularism wants to de destroy Iman in a child, destroy the Islam in a child, destroy the Aqidah and the beliefs of a child. And the only way to protect the belief of our children, the Aqidah of our children, is the Maktab system. Yet today, we don't give importance to the Maktab system. Allah give us this understanding. If a child, he has to go to school, uh, he can't miss school, he must be there in school. But the child, if he has to stay away from Madrasa, no problem, he can stay away from Madrasa. Why Madrasa is not so important? So Allah give us this understanding of how important the maktab system is. And we should ensure that our child he goes to the maktab right up to the last grade that he can go to. And the maktab system previously used to have up to grade, I think, standard uh, 5 or standard 6 in those times was standard, grade 7, grade 8. I think now it's gone much more. In certain places in Johannesburg, it's gone right up to grade 12. That a child is in grade 12 in school, he goes grade 12 to madrasa also. Allah Ta'ala give us all the understanding, inshallah.